welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by my favorite coworker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing today, Robert? Ali, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on today. Uh, looking forward to seeing, uh, well, uh, just how much we still believe in our uh, selections for uh, the fight towards the NBA championship. So my kings are out of it. I we, I know you jumped on the bandwagon. I think when we last <laughs> spoke, it wasn't last week we talked about the NFL draft, so the week before. I really thought once they did force a game seven, Robert, I thought that they would win game seven in Sacramento. It was close at halftime. And then Steph Curry just went off in the second half and blew it. I was right to change my pick from the Clippers to the Suns because without Kawhi, they're nothing. It's one of the few times I agree with Stephen A. Smith. Kawhi, retire. You're just not doing with your workload management. You're not doing us any favors, any entertainment value. Get out of there. Ben, you were right with the Knicks. I was wrong with the Cavaliers. But before we get into, you know, what's going on right now, because there are a lot of great series happening as we speak. Robert, let's get into the betting trends. Current odds to win the finals. What teams are, well, first of all, what are the odds per team? We have eight teams left. What team's getting the most bets? And what do you think which team has the most value? Yeah, excellent. Right. So there is eight remaining. And uh, from uh, eight on down to number one, uh, it's a, a tie right now with the Heat and the Knicks. Since they're both playing each other, I both set them to 22 to one to win the title, followed by the Suns. And now when the Suns traded for Kevin Durant Alley, uh, I was right around 20 or so on the Suns to win it, dropped immediately down to five and then finally four, uh, mm-hmm. one of the top selections. They're up to 12. Right. And we could probably discuss that when we take a look at yeah, their uh, yeah, matchup sure. later with Denver. Uh, Golden State is seven. Uh, then the Lakers and Sixers are both uh, five and a half to one. The Nuggets, your second choice at plus 350. And then the Celtics at two to one odds. Yes, I know. But they're down one nothing, Rob. What are we doing here? Why are they such a prohibitive favorite? Because they're the best. That's why. Okay. And I picked them to win the title. I do remember no, 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 a certain no, coworker telling you, I believe it was two <laughs> weeks ago, that the Celtics are not good enough to win it all. And right now, I don't see any team in the East that's going <laughs> to do it besides them. But we'll, no, we'll look, yeah, we'll, in, it in will definitely break that down. You're absolutely right, Ali. You know, I, I honestly think though, if we had to choose a team with the best value, it's I don't think it's going to be the Celtics or the Nuggets for that matter. Uh, but if you look at the uh, zigzag theory of knowing that at some point teams have to play at home and those that play at home pretty much, you know, hold court um, kind of going against my, my West coast representative, but uh, the golden state warriors are seven to one are the highest odds we've had them all year. So uh, that's a true value. Uh, take out your red Sharpie and circle that number for me, uh, from my perspective, seven to one, uh, is where I find the most value right now on the Warriors. I would tend to agree with that. When I look at this, Robert, I just don't I know I know that the Sixers are up one nothing in that series. I just don't see anyone beating the Celtics out of these. I, I just don't. I, I I don't think you're getting any other value with the other three teams. And in the West, and we'll get to these matchups later. I just don't even think I think the Warriors are probably the best value you're gonna get. But damn, Robert, those Nuggets look good. What do you think? They're so good. You're absolutely right, Allie. The Nuggets have uh, really just dismissed anything that the Suns are bringing in and any kind of 
bona fides that they want to go ahead and discuss because they're not they're not even like respecting them the 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 level of play that Denver has uh you know during the regular season was fantastic right but now in the playoffs it's like a different level they've really flipped the switch and i mean the Suns scored 87 points in the last yeah okay no we, we have to discuss you know what paul means to the team you know and, right, and right. why they kind of collapsed right there but i mean you know, Jokic right now, he's he's just absolutely dominant. There's nothing that they can do to stop him. Nothing. He is getting his way in any any way, fashion, you know, whether it's inside or out. There's no way to handle someone of his size, stature, and and, and ability. But uh, you know, there, there's more. It's it's not only Jokic, it's it's their ability to, you know, spread the ball out and and get everything that they want from you know, on the wings. I mean, Murray's been fantastic this whole entire postseason. Heck, even Aaron Gordon and, and Michael Porter Jr. have been really chipping in very well, better uh, than they have even in the regular season. So, Ali, very deep team. And I haven't even talked about Caldwell Pope. It's just it's so much happening with Denver right now. Yeah, I, I, I got to say that probably Denver's going to be, uh, you know, a bullet train to the Western Conference Finals at this point. Uh, and then it's just a matter of seeing if uh, the Lakers or the Warriors have any gas remaining in the tank to take on Denver. Well, we'll get into our predictions in a little bit, but good to see that what the odds are at now. Let's get straight into the matchups and let's start with tonight's game two: Celtics and 76ers. I think a lot of people were surprised that the Celtics did lose to the 76ers in game one. Vincent Harden came back and this is after Joel Embiid was declared out. I, for one, I didn't bet this game, but I was surprised that the Celtics did lose at home. But we've seen the Celtics come back from 1-0 plenty of times. So I'm not too worried about the series, Robert. I know Embiid is playing tonight. We talked a little while ago. The spread's looking at 7.5. Ugh, that, that's a rough number, 7.5. But I think the Celtics bounce back and cover 7.5 at home tonight. How about you? Yeah, I mean, that, that the number does seem daunting, right? After the, you know, real, you know... <laughs> Okay, maybe uh, you know too much uh, sky is falling here, you know. But when when they ended up giving up the, anything that James Harden wanted in in Game One, they were ten and a half uh, better than Philly. And I don't know if the difference of Embiid versus no Embiid is worth what you know ten and a half down to eight. It's eight now, so two and a half points. I don't think that that's actually accurate. I think Embiid's right. worth a lot more than that. I mean, look, without him, I don't know if the Sixers just pretty much just said, "Look, we've got to take every three humanly possible," and they were great. They were yeah. uh, seventeen for thirty-eight in that game. That was inc- I mean, look, Boston also ten for twenty-six. That's very good, but. Uh, the turnovers, and it seems to be a, a running thread. No, Ali? I mean, Boston, 16 turnovers versus Philly's only six. Um, maybe that's somewhere we, we kind of want to gleam into it. I mean, it was really stupendous combined shooting from twos, threes. Free throws, Ali, they missed one free throw combined. There were 29 of 30, so it's it's a shame that this is actually not the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, but... Uh, just a low, low possession game, uh, you know, with with so many points scored in game one. Uh, uh, ultimately, I, I just think that we're going to see a, a big difference here right now. Um, the number is eight, Ali. Like you said, the total set to 217. A minor adjustment there with the news that MB is going to be back. But remember what we talked about. This is 
a man that really needs all the mobility that he can get. He doesn't have right. one injury to his knee. He has two injuries to his knee. So watch that in the first uh, quarter and see if he's got the mobility that we uh, know very, very well. I think a good play that I like is look, uh, let's zone in on James Harden. He's not going to score 45 points again. We know that. I think Embiid being on the court kind of limits his ability. I don't think he could just throw up threes at will. I think that Doc Rivers really structures a more defined game plan to center on getting it into Joel Embiid to make those shots. So a play that I like tonight, Robert, is taking the under on James Harden points. I think it's only about 21. What do you think about that play? Good point. Uh, With an obvious change in their game plan coming in, uh, that number is pretty high. I mean, he is averaging about 22, right? Mm-hmm. So the number the number does sound right, but you're you're correct in in making an adjustment towards um, going under. Uh, he's going to have to share the ball an awful lot more, uh, and it's not only going to be him that's going to be you know you know getting some of the shots taken away from him. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, right? Uh, his his backcourt uh, partner, he's going to have to take some shots. Tobias Harris is going to have to take some some shots. So there, there's going to be a lot more spread. Uh, I don't think that, you know, if if you're if you're picking out who's going to take the most shots tonight, I would not say it would be James Harden, not me. If I'm the Celtics too, Robert, there's another thing that you have to factor in why I like taking the under in in James Harden. If I'm the Celtics, I crash the three-point line and take away the three-pointer and make them pass Embiid. If he's not 100%, make him work for every single shot that he has to get. And then you collapse on him once he gets a ball. But I'm not letting Harden take a shot. I'm not letting Maxi take a shot. I'm making them pass to Embiid, and I'm challenging him. Hey, I don't ever advocate hurting a player, but if you bump him around a little bit and he's not 100%, who knows what happens? What do you think about that, Robert? Um, I'm having flashbacks to uh the the I, here i go again doing the old age thing uh the the good old days of of charles barkley ewing and anthony mason let's put it this way if bill Lambert <laughs> was on the court tonight joel Embiid would not make it out of the first quarter <laughs> no he wouldn't he would have so many bruises by half that be like you know what screw this i want nothing to do with these guys I know it's just a different game, but you're right, actually, and Allie, I think I see your angle here. Uh, under James Harden points, uh, take away the three, right? Really spread out the wings yep. and, and have them dump it down low and then see. See if Embiid actually is 100%. I can't see him being 100%. And now, look, I'm no doctor. I don't even play one on TV, but I don't think that he's going to be anywhere near as mobile uh, as you know, right. what we saw him in the series, you know, against the Nets before his injury. So um, uh, let's let's go to that eight again. Ali, you think that um, I mean, I, you think that they cover eight here? The Celtics do. I think eight is a, is a safe number. If it was anything above eight, I'd be a little leery because you don't know what happens toward the end of some of those games. But yeah, eight is a safe number. It's, it's still it's still I'm not totally confident in it, and I'm not going to make a play on it. But if I had to lean one way, I would still lay eight. You put it up to 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 nine, then I'm getting a little. Uh, maybe I'll take it with the Sixers, but I do think, and we saw last night in the Knicks game, one point that doesn't make a difference who covers. So eight points, I'm still fine laying with the Celtics. Anything above eight, 
no go from here. But I do like the over too, Robert, because I think too, if I'm in the, if I'm the Celtics and I need to execute a good game, a good game plan that's gonna really drive and be to work. I'm doing fast pace. I'm doing, I, I, you know, I'm doing transition shots. I am picking up the pace in this game and making him run back and forth, back and forth. Because let's put, be honest, Harden's not, you know, young chicken too. So if I'm the Celtics, I'm going to push the pace back up and I think it goes over. What's your play on the total? Very good. Yeah, I, I would say it goes over, but that, you know, tends to lead towards what Boston's kind of known for, all those turnovers. So uh, that'll lead to probably some easy transition points. So actually, huh, now that I'm actually looking at it a little bit deeper, sure, I would have loved to have had that opening number of 10 uh, with the Sixers, <laughs> uh, which that's long gone. But, you know, to go over the total, definitely feel more comfortable about that than than taking the eight uh, only because of what you're predicting with the transition and the, the the level of offense. I mean, they did score 234 points in game one combined, right. uh, you know, just on and just really incredible shooting. I don't see that really changing much if they step it up uh, and move it here. So, um, yeah, to go over the 217 number does uh, does seem quite appealing. Also, uh, with one final note here, yes, the Celtics are down uh, one nothing in the series. However, still the favorites. Yep. Uh, you know, right now they are pretty much dollar eighties is what I'm finding in most places. So series price right now, uh, in favor of the Celtics, uh, dollar 80, uh, maybe a dollar 70 here or there, uh, despite them being down one nil. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Celtics to win the series still. I think they close it out in six, but let's move on to the other series in the Eastern conference. That's the Knicks and the heat. The Knicks evened out the series last night. Obviously Jimmy Butler didn't play. That gave the net the Knicks a leeway, but they still struggled, Robert, against the Heat. If I'm a Knicks fan, I'm kind of disconcerted about that. What are we looking at for the next game? Do we have a line out yet for Game Three? Right, it it is. It's 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 a pretty solid number right now, but there's an awful lot of circles, lines, and uh, um, asterisks next to it due to so many uh, questions as to who's playing and who's not on Saturday afternoon. Uh, the Heat. Hosting the Knicks will be a three-point favorite in the total 208 and a half alley. And that is with the presumption that Butler is playing, correct? Exactly. So this is one where I will, will lay the points with the Heat, even if Jimmy Butler doesn't play. I, ju- I think the Knicks just matched up very well with the Cavs, and I'm not high on the Heat out either. However, I do think that the Heat know how to play the Knicks very well. And I think that Tom Thibodeau's style of coaching is starting to make the Knicks look a little bit, a little bit tired. I noticed that last night when I watched the game, it seemed like they lacked a few, they lacked a little bit and they didn't really come alive to the fourth quarter and they really needed Jalen Brunson to pick it up to really, to really win the game. What do you think a about game three, Robert, and this series, where do you see it headed? Good point, right? And so if we gleam back into game two, right, with Butler out, the Knicks got all the way up to as high as a 10-point favorite in some books. They only beat Miami uh, 111 to 105, uh, but the threes were flying. Uh, they they ended up uh, hitting 40% of their threes, the Knicks did. Uh, free throws, they really did a good job of getting to the line, and that's probably where the difference was. 21 of 30. Not exactly great shooting, but they did get it to the line significantly more. And they out-rebounded the Miami Heat 50-34. to 34. So not a good sign for New York that its best three-point game in the playoffs still led to that nail-biter of a finish yeah. 
uh, versus the shorthanded Miami Heat. So I think ultimately it was the Knicks defense. Um, eight and then uh, six turnovers were forced. It, it, it's just, it seems to be kind of soft when it's adjusted for the pace. And that is my big concern. And Ali, it, 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 it kind of flows right into your, your consciousness in that no Butler, they needed to absolutely hit the lights out from outside. And, you know, they kind of eked out the win. It was really a, a very close game. You know, it was, it was a one point game with less than two minutes left. So, I mean, look, if we pour it down right now, three, my first, my first step would be to take the three, actually. Um, and then if the 208 and a half, I think we're going to see again with, with Butler in just, I, I don't think that he's going to make such a big impact on the total. So I still think the game does go under. I agree. Uh, and then of course, we'll take a look at the series price. This is almost a pick them at this point. Uh, the series is tied the heat, uh, get the smallest of edges, uh, minus three nickels only, uh, due to the home court. But right now. It's it's pretty much a virtual pick 'em uh, in the series price alley. Who do you lean? Oh come on, I gotta go New York. <laughs> I mean, I was never a Knicks fan, and I, I like I said, I don't like the Heat. I just I think it. I think the Heat. I think Eric Spolster is a better postseason coach than Tom Thibodeau. So I think that Spolster knows to utilize his bench. We saw last night, guys like Caleb Martin came out, had huge games. Kevin Love had some big threes. I think he knows how to utilize his roster to get the most out of him. And I think he's going to end up out coaching Tom Thibodeau in this series. So we'll see what happens there. Let's move on to the Western Conference, Robert. And last night was a fun game to watch. Warriors and Lakers. I did watch the majority of that. What is the series looking at now pricing wise? Well, surprise, surprise. The L.A. Lakers are now the favorites. Of course, LeBron's the favorite. Anthony Anthony Davis had the best postseason game he's ever going to have last night. So if you want to know who I'm betting in game three, you know I'm not a big Laker fan. You know I'm taking the under in Anthony Davis's points, whatever it's listed at. I didn't even look. And I'm definitely taking the Warriors to win and cover. But what is the spread, by the way, for game two? (laughs) (laughs) Thursday, yes, right? So this game does tip Thursday at 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, I've got them five and a half the Warriors and the totals uh, way up to 27 and a half. It's just uh, doesn't seem to stop no matter like where I started. I think I started it at like 225 and it's just over every, every bet's coming on. Everything. Over right now. I would bet over every game. because <laughs> Neither team knows how to play defense. Oh, it's so true. I mean, look, the Lakers, they were the dogs, of course, uh, you know, playing in the Bay area five point win, uh, free throws what in the world happened here this oh, is just the worry with the weirdest inside outside dichotomy i've i've I, I could possibly imagine but but the lakers 25 of 29 from the line to five of six so talk about one team driving and the other just relying on what they know best and going from the outside so yeah it's just just as huge as a disparity the free throws were golden state won trays 21 out of 53 Mm-hmm. Atley, let that sink Terrible. in. They took Crazy. 53 three-pointers. So Golden State almost hit more threes than the Lakers took uh, six out of 25. So clear extremes right there. Uh, but LA won on scores of ones and two. So I'm, cl- I'm including free throws. I just do this 
geeky math stuff that I love to do every time. So you look at the Lakers, they, they, they won scoring on ones and twos by a 99 to 49 count. That is as extreme as it gets. And then, you know, flipping to the other side, Golden State were 45 points better on, on the threes. So, you know, we talked about the series, you know, the Lakers now uh, $1.70, yeah, $1.75 favorite with that one nothing lead. Uh, with start on the road, you know, and you, once you pick up that road win, that you know, that's what it, that's where the big shift does happen. Uh, I still think that Golden State will be within arm's reach of, you know, 65-35 to win their home games. Uh, Lakers lesser favorites to win at home, maybe 55-45-ish. So if, if you're looking for that zigzag theory, Ali, uh, here's probably where it's at with the Warriors. <laughs> So I actually, I didn't make a play on this game last night because when I saw the spread was four and a half, I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't, I I had a feeling the Warriors would struggle against the Lakers because they were just coming off a seven game hard fought series. They only played Robert the previous day. They, they played Sunday afternoon. They had to play a, a Tuesday night game. Not like they had to travel hard, but still that was a long grueling series. The Lakers had a few more days of rest. And when it comes to the playoff, I put a lot of stock in rest. So I, I really didn't think that the Warriors would just blow them out. I think they bounced back the next game. I think now the Lakers caught up. That was a lot of minutes that they had a log last night. So in, in game two, I am all over the Warriors covering that five and a half points. How about you? You know, this is a great thing that you you pointed out. Do you know that because Sacramento and Golden State went the full seven, that, that actually – I don't know. We could always talk about rest versus rust, but Ali, because the Golden State series went seven, the Lakers now basically are forced to play every other day. Yeah. I don't know if that's to their favor. It definitely uh, is. <laughs> right? Definitely so this definitely leads towards Golden State's favor. Now, I think I'm going to do the same thing here that I did with, uh, with Boston Sixers. And I think that what we're looking at is a, a Golden State win, but a Laker cover here for me in game number two. All right, that's fair. Let's move on to the next, well, the final matchup that we have in both the Western Conference and all the NBA, the Nuggets and the Suns. Robert, I think that this is a gentleman's sweep coming up in this one. How about you? Actually, can we go ahead and just give them the 4-0? I mean, I'm being nice. I think that that Phoenix could steal a game Hey, I don't even think they sell game three. I think they still game four to avoid the sweep. But Robert, I think that the Nuggets, everyone that doubted them in the regular season are totally eating their words right now. The Nuggets are without question the best team in the Western Conference. And I think that they are just going to blow past the competition, whether it's the Lakers next round or the Warriors next round. But I don't think any team can match up with them in a seven game series in the Western Conference. Do you? Well, it's a, it's a very very difficult position to uh, to to take a look at it and break down. You're absolutely right. So, I did some some more math on this, and I said, you know, why why it, do I have Denver, even though they're up they're up to nothing, and it looked quite convincing, right? They, they everyone saw the game. We know the result there. It was a slower pace than game one, uh, right. with better defense and and far worse shooting. Uh, so. Denver right now, they're a $4.50 favorite to win the series. So the Suns are almost as high to win the series against Denver than where they were a week ago to win the whole title. Right. Uh, I think, honestly, Ali, I mean, 
so Denver's, of course, they're a much bigger series favorite now after only, you know, holding serve in games that they were supposed to win. Entering, you know, both were basically like 63% percentage, you know, to win at home. So the projected wins for Denver so far is is moving way, way up. I don't know if... I don't, I don't understand what's happening here. You know, Booker was just so incredible in, in, in the, the opening the opening round. You know, Phoenix is awful. You know, six out of 31 mark on three-point shooting was was basically, you know, four out of eight for Booker and then two for 23 from everybody else. You know, well, two for 12 from Durant. Too, in that series, the majority of the series, the best player on the floor with the, for the Clippers was Russell Westbrook. Okay, <laughs> like, so that's exactly. No Paul George. They lost yeah, Kawhi after, yeah. what, a game? So yeah. I don't think necessarily it was at the toughest matchup for the Phoenix Suns. So I think that's why they were able to excel. Hey, I actually don't think that Booker and Durant worked that great together against a good defensive team. I, I just don't. Durant took a lot of bad shots in that game. What are you seeing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, why is he settling for these crappy two-point jumpers that don't draw free throws? The Suns got to... <laughs> got to drive the basket and they got to get really hot to win four of the next five games. Yeah. Look, CP three, you know, being done probably contributes to this. You know, look, it's even if it's a mild groin strain, I haven't looked into the exact injury. I mean, has that guy there. had the worst luck with uh, playoffs than anyone else or, or what? No, no, it's, it's brutal. Uh, he he's had an amazing career, but he, he could have had a hall of fame career. Uh, if he wasn't so injury riddled It's it's, it's the body. It's, it breaks. <laughs> so he's, you know, for, for me, you know, if, if even if it's a mild groin strain alley, it, it, he's going to be out for weeks and not days. So, so if somehow Phoenix comes back, don't expect CP3 to be a part of it. Yeah, I agree. I think that the series done. What is for game three? What is the line right now? Yes, right. So this one is a little bit fresher. Look, Phoenix home had no choice. Otherwise, uh, the public would let me know very, very sharply and very quickly. So the Suns are uh, three and a half points favorite, a total 224. I'm taking Denver money line at that one. And ah, I'm taking the under. Ah, Denver I, money I, line and the under. I know that the public's going to try to jump on Phoenix at home. I truly believe with you. I think Chris Paul's the glue to that team. I think without his leadership on the floor, I don't think Kevin Durant's a leader. I don't think anyone will fight me on this. Look, this is his, what, four team. No one's ever praised his leadership skills. I I think that they're just sloppy without him. I think Monte Williams is a great coach, but I think that sometimes Durant just takes the the game into his whole hands. Thus, you saw all his Aaron shots the other game, so... I'm going 100% Nuggets money line and the under. How about you, Robert? I, I didn't quite get. So, yes, right. To answer your question, uh, definitely would love to grab the three and a half. Not so sweet. I should follow you on the total because I, I think that the defense is going to continue here. You, you, you That's not just going to turn off. Matter of fact, I think Denver may even do better defensively. So the under probably is you know, is something I should probably follow along with you. Uh, the first thing that jumped out to me is, uh, you know, three and a half seems to be a comfortable number. Um, you took the money line, which is even more brazen, yep. but it's just simply the way that you see these two teams playing their first two games. I mean, Ali, we, we just kind of broke down the, the East and the West. I think, I don't know if you kind of laid off or I think you may have taken the eight on the Sixers. I know I did. I think I'm good with the eight. Uh, I okay. think I'll, I'll still lay eight with the Celtics, but if it got to nine, I would take the Sixers. Uh, Warriors, Lakers, I took five and a half. Where you go there? 
Uh, I took the Warriors. I think the Warriors win in a blowout. Okay. Good. We both took the Nuggets plus the three and a half. Uh, you've got us. So we're our split. How about that? You got the Heat laying the three. I'll take it. Yeah. Listen, when I, when I, this Phoenix Suns team, and we talked about this when they acquired Kevin Durant, I don't see the chemistry yet. I, I really don't. I think you could get away with it in some of those late regular season games right. where we're playing teams that what that like Houston Rockets that weren't even in it anymore or the Orlando Magic. You can get away with team. You can get away with it when you just have better skill set. Like th- there's there's no question about that. Robert, this team just doesn't seem to come together. Like when I like if the Celtics were down 2-0 right now, I actually would still think that the Celtics have a good shot of coming back because they have such a cohesive unit that they're really all just they've been playing together for years they if if Jalen Brown's having a bad game Jason Tatum will pick him up Jason Tatum's having a bad game then Marcus Smart will pick him up I don't see that with the Suns I just see Kevin Durant something changed with him after that whole Warriors fiasco I think he's just all about proving that he's the best player in the game and he's not going to get to the point to prove that and I think he's just he just went to the Suns because that he thinks that's the best position for him to win. And I just don't think it translates to chemistry. I mean, am I so wrong with that? No, you're you're not. And and think about this. I mean, it, it, when that trade went down and and had Durant go to the Suns, and I don't know how many people know this, but he was actually supposed to be a Miami Heat. There was a deal done that he was supposed to go to Miami for sure, and it was not for uh. Uh, drawing a bike butler it wasn't for butler it was supposed to be butler and durant together now that would have been insanity but i don't think it makes a difference because i think teams are relying on him to be that a1 dog and it's it's not it's 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 booker in this case and i don't think that there's much left to go beyond him i mean deandre ayton just looks lost like really lost like like are you even playing defense lost? So there's no one else. There's no one else outside of them. It's not, you know, there's no more Paul. Who? Tori Craig? Yeah. Uh, uh, Bismack Biombo? Get out of here. No, they're they're, they're in big trouble. <laughs> they are. I, again, I have no. And you know what? Actually, I'll side with you on this one. I think that if the, I'll change my whole perspective. I think if the Nuggets win game three, which I'm confident that they will, they sweep the Suns in four. I don't even think it gets back to Denver. I think that if the Suns are down 3-0, they are so deflated by that point. I just, I don't, I don't see them rising up and doing it. I just don't. I, I mean, I don't think they have that. I don't think Kevin Durant has that fight in him. I don't think he's ever going to be. That's why I said he's never been connected to being the leader of a team. And I don't think he is. We look at the Warriors. They won before he got there. They won with them. Yeah, they won after yeah. they got here. Exactly. When has Kevin Durant won ever with that without them? He hasn't. Yes, he's gotten to the finals with Oklahoma City back in the day, but he also had Russell Westbrook in his prime. He had James Harden. This is it. I don't think I don't think he's ever developed a chemistry like that that he had in in Oklahoma City. I think that he could go to the Warriors who already had a chemistry and just be part of the team. But he failed to do that with the Nets. And how many different versions of the Nets did we see during his tenure there? He had Kyrie, yes. Dean Harden. You had you had what's his name from uh, the Sixers, uh, Simmons. Ben Simmons, who yeah. just I don't even know what happened with his career. But it, it just doesn't work. So I hate to say it, it's Kevin Durant's becoming like a Kyrie Irving. Whatever team he goes to, I just don't think that he that they could win with him. 
I don't. I don't think Kevin Durant wins at least as a starter. I don't think he wins another NBA championship. I don't. Do you? Not not in this case because look how many more stops is he going to make? Right. Is 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 he going to say at the end of the year, ah, you know, I don't like it here. Go trade me someplace else. It's. Yeah, I I think that he's just going to have to deal with what he's got left here, um, and see if he can make it back with with Paul for another season, and then add another piece. But it's 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 Booker's team clearly. Uh, I just don't think that it's there's going to be much improvement over what we saw this year, Ali. Right. All right. Before we close off, Robert, between the eight teams that are left, what are your finals prediction as of today? Okay, I thought about hitting the reset button but you know what i like the way my record's playing so i'm gonna stick with the lakers out west and the celtics out east okay i am going to go with the nuggets i know i hate picking favorites but i am and the celtics i'll stick with the two favorites i just don't i think that whether the celtics if they beat the sixers which i do i don't think either the heat or the knicks will have a chance against them same thing with the Nuggets. We talk about rest, Robert. Imagine if the Lakers have to go six, seven games against the Warriors <laughs> and play the Nuggets with all the rest oh, that they're no. going to have. And you got to play in Denver with all that altitude. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm going with the Nuggets. <laughs> Allie, do we do we do we dare crown the champion on this episode too? Oh yeah, let's do it. I'm going to crown the Nuggets. And I'm guessing you're going with your Celtics, right? I'll go with the Celtics, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to put another like bottle of wine on the table so that when, when, yes. we, when we next see each other, whether it's in Miami or somewhere else, we'll uh, we'll have a toast to that one. Please. That pizza again. That was really good. Love that. All right. Thank you, everyone. That's all the time we have for today. Robert and I will be back next week. Hey, Robert, before you sign off, I almost forgot. We got a big race coming up on Saturday, the Derby. What are, who are the favorites for this one? Yes, exactly. It is. I wasn't going to leave that out. <laughs> it is the very, very fastest two minutes in sports. Uh, there's there's a couple of fantastic horses that do jump out. Um, Tap at Trice and Forte. Uh, obviously, these these are horses that have proven themselves since they were two year olds back in 2022. But the 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 gate position right now. Uh, and, and the current the current opening odds, uh, you're you're not going to have to really be too concerned about uh, Forte's price of three to one. You'll get far better on race day, uh, but his his class, his his level of efficiency, and and the way he closes is typically the way I love watching horses run. Uh, so it'll be very, very difficult to keep him out of any of the exotic bets, uh, most certainly in, in any kind of exactors or trifectas. Um, keying them in on doubles would be uh, you know, pretty silly to not include those. Uh, and But just go ahead and, and have a look for yourself. Uh, whatever you guys do, just don't pick the one or the 20. <laughs> oh, those are the worst <laughs> positions. Don't. Yeah, you're not going to get much success out of those positions. No, no, no. I have not looked at the field that thoroughly yet. Thoroughly, thoroughbred. Ah! Um, <laughs> but I will be doing that. I have a wedding to go to in Santa Barbara on Friday, so I'm sure on the drive up I will pay some attention, listen to some radio, see who I like. I, for one, am very keen on jockeys. 
since I was a little kid, I always bet mostly based on the jockey. That's my number one factor. Obviously there's other factors. So I'll see the field. I will see who I like. And then I just like to watch the Derby. It's just a great time. Great race. Really one of the great classics of American sports. And yes, horse racing is a sport. These horses work harder than most humans when it comes well, to their training. So got to give them all credit. Most all over the world would call it the sport of Kings. There you go. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining Robert and I will be back next week. Talk more basketball and take care. 